0: it wasn't disastrous end or anything it was like the perfect end of like we actually need to go get regular jobs again because we're not obviously getting on mtv and that's just a reality and that was fine so and i don't think that ever was necessarily the big goal it was just so much fun and it was such a separate part of my brain from like engineering to go play punk rock music so it's just really great so i still love being a part of it now from the other side
1: Welcome to the Craft Beer, Travel and Adventure Podcast with Living a Stout Life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on-the-road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your host Ken and April live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. Ooh, Ooh that's pretty. Can you hear the beer? Ooh, wait. Can you hear the music in the beer?
2: That's a pour. That's a pour. It's a
1: good pour. Because there's actually music in the beer. Do you like music, Kenny? Of course I
2: like music. You
1: know I like music. Okay. Do you guys like music? Actually, Everybody
2: likes music. Actually,
1: no, what I think I would rather want to know is, like, is there... Is there a certain kind of music you find yourself enjoying when you're also enjoying, like, a favorite beer?
2: Mm, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's very many beers or that I I need a specific music for that beer, you know? Unless it's something like
1: like the Megadeth
2: beer or the Iron Maiden beer, you know, then it's like, okay, there's a beer that ties into that or, you know, or. Whatever. If you've got somebody who makes a beer specifically that's in a band, then yeah, you
1: might drink
2: but, that beer with their music because it's oh. kind of cool.
1: OK, so like how about this then? If there is and we, there is a r- actual reason for these questions, um, music, a certain song can bring you back to a very specific memory. And I also think in that same note that a certain beer or a flavor of a beer could also bring you back to that specific moment just like music can and
2: yeah, i think that's a lot of things in life though like, yeah yeah and but you, and you uh, no, go ahead
1: yeah but we're talking about music and beer
2: we are <laughs> but i think that's the same as a lot of things <laughs> like you associate you know good times with something that happened to be there at that time like Like you said, you're talking about music and beer, like a certain song from your childhood always brings you back to that one space where, you know, maybe you had a breakup or maybe you had this or you had that. And so there's just that. And you remember that song being the theme song for that moment in your life. So that could happen with beer or beer could be that theme song for a moment in Mm. time, too.
1: Yeah. So that's what I think, though, that a lot of people feel I mean, definitely us, feel when you walk into a brewery is that like a song and like a, a beer that you really love, um, when you walk into like a brewery, there's just this, this instant feel. Fondness is the wrong word, but there's sometimes when you walk into a brewery, there's these characteristics of a place right. that just solicit, elicit, what's the word I'm looking for? Elicit these specific emotions, emotions that come after you. And I think... It seems to happen quite often when the owners of the brewery have this really like special connection to their passions. Yeah, I and think so. And I think you can feel that when you walk into a place. You may not know exactly what it is. Sometimes you will know. Sometimes you'll know exactly that you've walked into a bike themed brewery or you've exactly that you've walked into um like Moto Sonora in Tucson an overlanding, you know, racing kind of brewery or Music again, like Drecker in Fargo, North Dakota. You, like you know immediately. Well, yeah, it's
2: blaring when you yeah. come in. <laughs> or <laughs> they true. got heavy metal blaring as you walk in. Or true too. Yeah, they in Denver. True in Black Sky in Denver. They yeah. are. They're all very heavy metal centric breweries. Different genres, but still have their their that theme but, running through their brewery and their beer. The space.
1: And you like recognize that, and you can kind of feel the passion that's in there, and that. I'm kind of repeating myself now, but I guess I'm trying to just kind of get to that fact that like some breweries are such an extension of the people that own them and that open them that most times you feel it when you walk in the door.
2: Well, I think. I agree. And I think we say that a lot because that's what we seek out, too. There are a lot of different types of breweries out there and some that we probably wouldn't really make a point of going back to just because it. There was no connection.
1: Doesn't mean they're a bad brewery.
2: No, no, no. It doesn't mean they made bad beer or they didn't have what somebody else wanted. That's fine. You know, it just. But there are certain like we specifically seek out generally. Generally, most of the breweries we seek out are going to be a little smaller, a little off the beaten path, have some kind of funk to them or have uh, some. Just I was going
1: to say or a little off.
2: Or a little funk. off. <laughs> funk. Yeah, they have a little <laughs> offbeat character or you punk. Know, something little punk maybe
1: Ooh, there's a hint there's as a hint to where to what's we're going, going with on today this.
2: but um yeah i think i think you can tell when somebody puts their heart and soul into something and that goes well beyond brewing of course but i think that's very evident when you walk into a brewery and somebody's really put everything they had into it Do i you... think i think you feel that when you walk in yeah and not everything is on the surface. Not everything's in your face like, oh, I get it. There's a bike on the wall. Yeah, sometimes there are those connections, but there's also those underlying connections that you don't see or or they don't just obviously pop into your eyeline, your viewport, you know, and, and but they still register subliminally somewhere. It's and like it,
1: the un. The undertones, I think, and we are talking kind of undertone's off microphone kind of an undercurrent, yeah, like of that. What's going on, so there's sometimes memory. there's something that's there that you might not full-on get it, but once you spend more time there, you just it's in the soul of it, well, yeah.
2: and then if you're lucky enough, like we were for this podcast, to hear the stories behind that undercurrent, then it's like it just clicks in your head and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, and, okay. And some of it's deeper than you can even think
1: of. So. It's not a secret. No, so <laughs> we have a little bit of a different kind of podcast for you guys this time. Different in that um we're talking to two different people okay, about two different points, yeah, two different points about two kind of different, but the same subjects per se.
2: yeah, different aspects about the same yeah. place. So so
1: we were lucky enough to get um, a media invite to a soft opening to ratio beerwork's second location. Um, in Denver. In Denver. Yeah. So if you've never heard of Ratio, you need to hear about it. Actually, you're hearing about it now because you're listening to us.
2: Well, and if anybody read your Rhino tour article about the Rhino district in Denver, which is like literally that's a must stop for any beer geek in the world. Yeah. But Ratio's <laughs> original location is in that Rhino area. and. They're obviously mentioned in that.
1: But even if you're not in Denver, near Denver, or have any plans of being near Denver at any time in the near future, you although you should. You
2: change should change your plans if you <laughs> have no plans. So. But even if
1: you don't, this, we've, <laughs> I think this is interesting just because of the way that music is really centered around, or maybe ratio is really centered around music. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like that's, well, so there's... I think that's that's the thing of it, is like we've always said, always, always said that beer is about more than beer and ratio totally um what's the word i'm looking for ratio totally like proves that yeah
2: and <laughs> and i think one of the interesting they have things great beer too though yeah yeah definitely that's i mean that's kind of your ticket to entry is Anyhow. you got to have great beer yeah but they got that covered for sure but i think i think the interesting part to me is when when you get through this whole podcast and you don't want to miss any of it so make sure you listen to the whole thing cuz it, take, it shows you the depths that people go to to bring their passion into what they're doing. And it makes it actually makes me rethink some of the other places we've been to and what stories did we miss, hmm. especially ones that where we maybe didn't talk to anybody there. I mean, as far as like an owner or something, we didn't do an interview. We weren't there to work. We were just there hanging out, having a good time, having a nice beer and enjoying their space cuz some of the some of the things that make a place special have really cool stories behind it that a lot of people are never going to hear that story but it's still going to influence how they feel about that place and that's what i feel about this one i mean some of it's very obvious like when jason talks you you get the whole tie in to to his punk rock music vibe and, and why that's such an important thing for Ratio. Who's Jason? You just want me to say his last name and screw it up, don't you? No. No, you are. you talent- That was That was a passive-aggressive throwdown to me. It was just so introduce because, who you're talking about. Yeah, because he's got an interesting last name that we forgot to ask. Is this how you pronounce it or is this <laughs> how you pronounce it? So I'm rolling with it. So one of Ratio's co-founders is Jason Zambrunin. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um,
1: but we got a chance to actually sit down with him at the media event that we went to, and we got to talk to him um, separately. And funnily, funnily enough, I guess, I don't know. Funnily? We didn't funnily? specifically, funnily? actually, we <laughs> didn't want to, at this moment in time, specifically ask him about the brewery itself or really the beer. We wanted to know more about his love for music and how it influenced Ratio.
2: Yeah, and he went deep into that, and so it's fun. But it, yeah, it's a fun deep though, because it's punk music. Come on, it can't be too moving your heart, soul breaking, wrenching, right? It's hard, It's punk. It's in your face. It's it's party.
1: Yeah. Anything else we want to say before we let Jason talk for a little bit?
2: No, because okay. I'll just keep rolling. But don't I will just keep rolling.
1: But don't go anywhere because we have Jason. He talks for um, I don't know, about, but we he'll 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 chat. It's around us. 10, 15 minutes. He chats with yeah. us for a little bit. Um, and then we'll come back on, and we'll talk again.
2: And we'll introduce a bit more, our and then we'll second introduce, guest.
1: Yeah, our second guest, and it's really cool the story that he has to tell. Again, it does have something to do with music and how mm-hmm. it works with the the soul of beer, or how beer works <laughs> with the soul of music. That's why I started the whole podcast with, "Can you hear the beer, or can you hear the music in the beer?"
2: Yeah, and I think our two guests today give you very different. Takes on how that music weaves into the brewery. So it's pretty cool.
1: So let's listen to Jason first. I said it fits the
2: motif because Ratio started with like a punk rock vibe. And so we got kind of a punk rock guerrilla kind of journalism going here. And we're
1: here with Jason and we want to hear more about like the music themed, you know, ideas behind it and like if you're still listening to it and like how music is still involved in all this. Sure.
0: Um, Both my partner and I, Scott Kaplan, were both in bands and that's how we met. So we were in punk rock bands when we were back in school at CU Boulder, so different ages, but he's younger, so he actually roadied for a couple little mini tours that my band was in. So we really loved it, and that was kind of our love of beer, for me especially, came about of touring and going to, you know, hot clubs and drinking beer all over the country, and then as craft started spreading, especially in California, having all these IPAs, but it just, like, beer and music was such a fit. It was a really natural, easy transition um, when... We decided to go into brewing to still tie into
2: music and especially live music. So I don't know that I answered that. Definitely did. Definitely answered that. But so, um, how far did you go with the band? Like, like you said, I mean, obviously you mentioned you were out on tour, so you yeah. did some shows. How far did you guys go with it? And like, how far did you hope to go with it? And. We
0: uh, we didn't make any money doing it, but we paid for our
2: touring. So,
0: and frankly, you got a to tour all over the world. So it's like beer. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, so it was a blast. Did it in college, and then I did it. I did it full time for about three years after I went into an engineering job for a little bit in my past life. But we were still recording, and then we had the chance to start touring Europe and then all over the U.S. many times. And then ended up being able to go to Japan several over several tours as well. So it's the most amazing way to see the world. Like you said, sample beers around the world um, and experience different cultures and just immerse. And it was really DIY, especially back then. It was literally like... We would book. There used to be an old book called "The Book Your Own Fucking Life," and it would be every venue and all the booking contacts info. This is, and then it went. Obviously, even during my time, I'm not that old. It went to the internet, <laughs> but still, even with help, it's kind of book yourself and these people in these towns that would, you know, promote it. And it feels a lot like when breweries, you go maybe on these out, outskirts of parts of town that maybe aren't other businesses in, and it pulls people in. And that's what these old venues were like. So. We did that and it was beautiful. And when we stopped touring, people always ask if I miss it. And I say, no, it was perfect amount of time. It wasn't like we didn't, it wasn't disastrous end or anything. It was like the perfect end of like, we actually need to go get regular jobs again because we're not obviously getting on MTV. And that's just a reality and that was fine. So, and I don't think that ever was necessarily the big goal. It was just so much fun. And it was such a separate part of my brain from like engineering to go play punk rock music so it's just really great so I still love being a part of it now from the other side
1: this is a hard question because people ask us hard questions all the time because we travel all over the country looking for beer and they're like what's your favorite brewery and I'm like uh what's your favorite band oh wow
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a really really great question if you ask my business partner he's hasn't left the 90s so his is still green day and yeah, 90s sorry. green day Asian. so there you go so man I We'll go on a tangent, but I started listening to Cool One Hundred Five now that I have to commute, and it's playing like right. '80s music. I was like, I know. I was like, I thought this was doo-wop in '50s and '60s, and then I realized, well, that was 30 years ago or whatever. That was 30 years old, and now it's '80s music. I think they played Weezer the other day, and I was like, I guess I'm real old if that's oldie. So now, I know
2: Weezer, Metallica. It's all classic rock.
1: He still hasn't answered my question.
2: Uh-oh. That's
1: right. Favorite band? Favorite band. So.
0: Maybe very apropos, but old favorite band, indie rock band. I really loved Jawbreaker, but I love the Descendants, and they're playing with Jawbreaker in April here, so couldn't be better. So Descendants was probably my first real favorite punk rock band that blended super pop, like melody, but it was like actual, you know, fast punk rock music where a lot of my friends were into metal. And at the time, I don't mind it, but a little thrashy on the vocals. I really liked melody. And so Descendants was probably that. I now modern I really love the Menzinger. So similar way of very melodic kind of post punk music. A little more indie rock now, but that's my new favorite band.
1: I have okay. a,
2: I actually have a tie-in story there because I I wasn't really into the descendants back then at that point, but I uh, I actually got some I won some tickets to a concert at Red Rocks. And took my younger son up there. It was sublime, which not a huge fan. It's it's okay, it's, but the Descendants were one of the opening bands, and they played like twenty songs in like thirty minutes. I don't know. It's like, so they're totally the old school punk, where it's like a song. You know, like back in the fifties, a song couldn't be more than three minutes, right? But for punk, it was like a minute and thirty seconds. It was a long song. it was great
1: okay since we are beer um and this is another one that's going to put you on the spot too favorite beer like now in this season you know winter time or whatever
0: oh that's great in general what's and i know this is kind of normal but i've been trending towards more sessionable beers in general so even in the summer of we started i had a lot of experience brewing lagers before at ac golden so, I love our cityscapes Mexican Longer, but that's out of season, I suppose. So, um, now in the winter, this is the time I will go for the bigger sipping beers for sure. So, we're about to release. Are you saying our beers or just beer in general? Oh, okay. All right. That sounds real pretentious if I was just picking only our beers. Whatever you want to talk about. beer style beer. It could be another brewery. And it can be your beer. It doesn't sure. Matter. Like,
2: this is your
0: brewery. We should talk about your beer. Totally. I will say, I. This is the one time a year I'll go have a Guinness somewhere. And because even craft, I know people have nitro Souths, but and you can go to Hogs, so I'll go to Hogshead or something. Their actually, I will say that, their Gilpin Porter um, is delicious. So maybe for winter beer I'll say that, for small. And then in the summer, uh course Banquet. <laughs>
2: okay, so we call that
1: we call that our your best worst beer. Oh. It, oh, no? Oh, what's your beer. best? <laughs> just because it's a beer that doesn't... It's, not, it's a
2: mass-produced, non,
0: non-craft. I would say I'd go down to like... Mm, I wouldn't say it was PBR, but... I suppose it would be that, because I don't... I don't drink any of the beers, ironically, at least not anymore, right? I'm not pounding old-style or hams. I mean, I would on tour, but now now I it's like, all right. <laughs> it's... It's not funny if I'm the one that I'm playing the joke on. <laughs> right. So I suppose I'd, it'd, it'd be banquet. Best worst.
1: That's a fun question and a fun answer. <laughs> Do you have, like, so you're really into music and the punk rock and scenes like that. Do you have some kind of quote or anything from a song that really just kind of sticks with you or mm. a way to, like, a good one to end this out and just kind of, you know, say, come drink beer yeah, or, man, I don't you know, travel or whatever.
0: whatever. Uh, man, oh, I was going to say, it's got to be something like Andrew W.K. Like, it's time to party. <laughs> It's too easy, that's why. I was actually, the one thing getting back into music, at Halloween's we used to do cover bands, and even before we opened Ratio, our friends had a recording studio right on Walnut, right across, and so we used to throw it there, and then when Ratio opened, we had it. But we did an Andrew W.K. cover band, so I wrote a song in the vein of Andrew W.K., and it's um, called Party Harder, and there was another Andrew W.K. cover band in town, which we didn't know about. We just thought it was silly and dumb that we were doing Andrew W.K. And apparently they weren't happy that we were also did a cover band. So that was my diss song, like in rap. But I thought Andrew W.K. is all about positivity. So it was all about how much more we could party and more positive we could be than them. <laughs> so that is not a cop out to give an Andrew W.K. quote. <laughs> Oh man, we get asked a lot about Reunion. We did have one of my buddies, one of the band members, moved to Denver too now lives in Wash Park. So he was in San Francisco for 10 years. So maybe it'll happen. Half of us are here.
1: It could happen. Okay, well, cheers. Thank you. you. Yes, cheers.
0: Cheers, cheers. Cheers. All right, thank you.
1: Party harder, (laughs) but I like like how he got, like you asked him to go a little bit more in depth with that quote which is great and he did but what's really funny is ratio or not really funny but funny i don't know but ratio embodies the spirit of a good time and partying Mm -hmm. that's what their music is about too that's actually what's on a can that we opened the beer that we opened is called overland hazy pale ale but it's on their label beer music party Party. (laughs) and it works
2: and it is a fantastic beer, kind of grapefruity and orange and tangerine. Did you read crazy the label? Pale ale. No, I drank the beer.
1: Well, it's a great description. I like good beer <laughs> of the label. But so they did do this beer specifically for the grand opening that was supposed to happen as everything in life lately, earlier than planned, overland, for the name of the new not new, for the name of the um neighborhood that yeah. their new location is located in. Um, but it didn't get did it didn't get released the way they had hoped because they,
2: they had planned to have it on tap at the opening and you know because of the delays they couldn't let it it's a hazy IPA you don't want to let it sit around too long so
1: we were lucky enough to get it in cans they thanks did to being few you them, know them, so media people's and a special invite but actually speaking of um Overland and that neighborhood there like um Ratio starts their, they started their initial brewery, their first brewery in Rhino, like we'd already mentioned. Mm-hmm. And they fit the Rhino district perfectly with their, their vibe and everything. And mm-hmm. what you'll see when you come to the Overland neighborhood, which is like southwest Denver, almost on the verge of being suburban, is that they'll, they fit that vibe as well. So there's still Ratio, but they've done a great job of like blending in with the neighborhood and fitting the style while not losing their identity.
2: No, that's a good way yeah. to put it. They definitely fit that neighborhood, and yeah, you know, I mean, they they did a re- they actually took over another brewery space there because that was that was actually the home for another brewery that we used to go to quite a bit when we were when we stayed in Denver all the time. Declaration called Brewing called Declaration Brewing, and that was a really fun place that we used to go with family and friends and stuff and hang out all the time and. They had the beers. The beer names were painted onto skate decks that were up on the walls, and it was a really cool space. And while Ratio is definitely very different than Declaration, they've done a cool job, still keeping the neighborhood vibe there. I think, while still making it Ratio space, because yeah. you walk in and it's it's definitely Ratio, and there's all those undercurrents that make it Ratio that has that that music tie-in, that punky vibe that edgy vibe.
1: Including their, um, what you were um, their where they advertise their beer. So like declaration has to have it on the skateboards and that was their vibe. But ratio continues that underlying theme of music throughout almost everything that they do, including how they list their beers,
2: right? Their beers on like an old, old school looking marquee, which to me, it makes me think, uh, and I don't know if everybody gets this right away or not. I mean, it's one of those undercurrents that I think, puts that vibe in there without being in your face but the marquee to me kind of feels like one of those old movie theaters that has been converted into a music venue and the marquee up there is still the old movie theater marquee and it has the band names up there and stuff and that's kind of what it feels like to me it has that sort of smallish DIY venue kind of punky attitude or edgy band attitude and They did a really good job blending that into a space that's really going to be amazing and it's really going to go they're going to go whole hog into the music side of things because they're they haven't quite finished every all the finishing touches yet it's open and you would never know it was unfinished if you were there but uh, they're going to have a massive fire pit outside and a permanent food truck but one of the cool things and you'll see this Because you and I both saw it. As soon as we walked up, it looks like a
1: stage outside, right? It's a stage.
2: But there's...
1: It's not just a stage for somebody with a guitar to play to 10 people.
2: Right. But you walk out there right now... It could be. And there are tables and chairs all over the place. But... Because it's a seating area. It could also be. But, as Jason told us the other night, that all those tables and chairs can be moved around or taken out and... When they put a band in there, they will be able to host up to a thousand people for a concert.
1: Which is great for Denver because there's so many places Uh, for huge concerts mm -hmm. and there's plenty of places for tiny ones. But that medium size where we have these small local bands.
2: Yeah, this is a good (laughs) space for those bands that are kind of going from playing in the garage or at a 200 seat uh, DIY venue or something like that. You know, there's a, a few of those places around. But this is that good next step up where they're starting to build a good following around town and and are going to have a cool place to play. And, and it's at a brewery. I mean, that, what's cooler than, like, a concert at a brewery? That's pretty badass. Yeah. Very punk. <laughs> but that's that whole vibe that runs through this place. But then there's more undercurrents that we're going to hear about here in a second.
1: That you would never know like you'll appreciate the art that is um throughout both locations actually mm-hmm. but you would never maybe most people would never really guess that there's this just this music piece to it as well and I just kind of interrupted you but that's, no, that's what okay. we're getting ready to talk about is that undercurrent that lies through everything especially in this little in this piece of art that is a fence
2: yeah it's a fence and and a gate and it's this huge metal fence that, uh, a local Denver artist called Charles Lefkowitz. hope I said his name correctly, but Charles, Charles did some work at the other ratio location and he's done a lot of cool, awesome metal work around Denver that is basically metal sculptures and, and things like that. And he turned this fence and like, even if you, you, you're going to hear the story behind it. And I'm not going to tell you too much about that because he unleashes the story way better than I could ever pass it along. But even if you just walk up there and see this fence, that that's a bad way to put it. Cause it's not a fence. It's a work of art and you see it and you're just like, wow, that is freaking cool, man. And you look at it different ways and you walk along the fence and it's like, it looks different than it did that from the other end of the fence. And, it's
1: meant to be that way.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. So,
1: But, oh, I was going to say
2: something. And the undercurrents of the music are embodied in this fence. And so this little chat happened, like, is kind of an off-to-the-side thing with just a handful of us in the back. And with that, I'm just going to let Charles talk and tell you all about this the story behind the fence. So... There's these wavelengths yep.
3: yep. on the gates. If you and look at them, songs, right? there's five songs, and they relate to the five original beers that they founded the brewery but with. They, and they, they did the opening. Peter's one of them, which is the
1: Fugazi song.
3: Yeah, that's the top one. Okay. And then if you go down one, um, it's dotted lines by the Gamuts on the Antidote album, okay. which is where the antidote comes okay. from. And so the, the these uh, these sound waves are specific moments in the songs that uh, a friend of mine who's a music producer spent like all this time listening to these songs over and over again, finding like the one moment that meant the most to him, and then picking the Soundwave file and sending it over to my business partner who is the industrial designer who's like modulating the stuff on the computer to right. the point where it won't be like razor sharp.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, and then I got in there um, and hand-sanded and polished every single one of these points. Oh my god. Um, so that they aren't razor sharp. Wait, so
1: repeater? So it
3: goes repeater, then antidote, yeah. then Dear You.
1: From Jawbreaker. Yeah, from, okay.
3: yeah, from Accident-prone. Accident-prone, um, I don't
1: know that one. Then
3: Cursive is the band and Casualty is yeah. the song. What's that?
1: Cursive is definitely the band.
3: Yeah. yeah. A Casualty is the song, yep. um, and the album is Domestika, which so it's Domestica, And then Drag My Body has a lyric in it that is... So it's a
0: lyric from a song, oh no, from the song Drag My Body. Yeah, that it is hold
3: standing. standing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so rad. So it's all about inspiration, and so the way that the fence yeah. goes is that these sound waves hit members of the community and blow their minds. And that's the very end of the fence. Yeah, but yeah. that's awesome.
1: We talk about beer being like um an artist expression. Like it's science but it's also art. Oh yeah, very much. And the the undercurrent that's at ratio and many, many other breweries across the world actually that bring about that passion, um, is is definitely embodied everywhere but just here in ratio listening to charles's explanation and how he and other people work together to create this um creative expression of passion i mean it sounds cheesy but he said it at the very end it's inspiration and i've never like that's just really cool and to put the five original beers that ratio did that into like a song piece and then to take Go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say, um, sorry for interrupting, but the, those five original beers were all, as he's explained, named after songs or bands or elements of songs. And then
1: to put that into a...
2: And then he took all that. Artwork. Yeah. Yeah. He took the feel of the songs, literally going through the sound waves of the song and embodied that into the fence that that just
1: so like, maybe, it to
2: another level of should it be, creation.
1: Can you feel the beer?
2: Can or you can, you can you feel
1: the music in the beer? Feel the music instead I of can know. you hear the beer?
2: I don't know. Uh, I don't know. See? It all works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. So, like I said before, whether you make it to Denver, or close to Denver, or not, you should. However, still, like the the inspiration behind it, and the artwork behind it, and the expression behind it, is all embodied in Ratio in both locations, and we're super excited to have a second location for Ratio. And we're super excited for them and what they get to do because really, the the increased production space and the ability that they have to make more beer to get their wonderful beer out to more people, Mm -hmm. and to in a way then get that music and that inspiration out to people, is pretty freaking cool. Well, and having this new space to do so.
2: Yeah, and I and I think they fit really well at at that that area of Denver too because there's there's a lot of breweries all over Denver and in that even at that end of Denver there's still a lot of breweries around but they they are a, definitely have a unique identity compared to the other ones so it adds to that whole community
1: it does and again beer about more than beer community, community art, art creative music. expression music bicy- bicycling mountain biking <laughs> Books. <laughs> Actually, we did a whole podcast on that as well. If you want to look that up, I'll put it in the show notes. Beer is everywhere. It pairs with everything.
2: It pretty much does. It. <laughs> yeah, you can pair it with anything. But it, it
1: pairs extremely well with um, art and music and passions and joy. I really think it does. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of all that, to continue um, your joy and our joy, and for the cost of buying an actual beer, you could buy us a virtual beer. Um, and that helps kind of keep these stories alive across the world of podcasting. Because the more we know about the stories behind the beer in the breweries, um, I don't know, the more personalized it is and the more we can keep these small businesses alive. Businesses such as breweries like Ratio um, or, or craft beer lifestyle blogs and podcasts such as Living a Stout Life and the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure podcast. Virtual beers. Who would have thunk it? And subscribe. This is your role, not mine.
2: No, you're doing fine. No, I'm not. No, you are. What else should they do? I don't know. What should they do? Subscribe. Subscribe, follow, leave a comment, leave a review. Tell your friend. The biggest thing you can actually do is just listen to the podcast and tell your friends about it. That would be great.
1: And actually, even bigger than that, though, is just continue to support the breweries that you love. Because, uh, The whole world's still kind of struggling a little bit so just get out there and that way if you're supporting the breweries and the businesses and all the things that you love you're also helping to bring them joy along with yourself some joy and some creative expression through beer agreed on this note i bet you can hear the beer you ready cheers (laughs) told (laughs) you peace out we'd love to hear from you so keep the conversation going send us a note share a beer recommendation or two or just say hey This stout conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs.